Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are the way, the truth, and the life through the Lord Jesus Christ. We seek to honor you today. We come before you. You see all through us today. Every person in this building, you see in our hearts, you know our motivations. You know the things we desire. You know the sins which we have committed. And Lord Jesus, you love us in spite of how sinful we are. And you have made a way for us through your cross. We thank you, Lord, that we have sought to honor the Lord Jesus in our words today. Heavenly Father, the one you have sent, our Savior, our God, eternal life. How we pray now that as we come to this time of worship, as we open the word of God, that the truth of God's word might have a place in our lives. We're busy people. We're distracted by all kinds of things. Now for just a few moments, may we in this quiet place be able to take in the truth that gives us the greatest assurance of all that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came and gives to those who believe in Him eternal life. What assurance. How I pray that every person, their fears, their worries, their troubles, their cares, their anxieties, their hatefulness, their unforgiveness would be laid aside that they might live and experience the great love of God, which you have shown for them in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit of God, we honor Jesus, and we know you will point to him today. So we thank you for this time in worship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, we've had a good time so far, amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, 1 John chapter 5 is where we are. If you're a guest with us here today, I'm Pastor Mike. We are honored to have you worshiping with us. And as Brother Todd said, please let us know if you have any questions, if we can help you with anything. If you'll fill out that information, we can contact you and we can talk to you about your, uh, about your needs. And we're honored to have you as a guest. Please come back and be with us as often as you can. So I've been talking, this is the final uh, Sunday, uh, and I'm grateful to have... Um, been able to share with this church about this very important truth called blessed assurance. And today we finish in 1 John chapter 5. We've been in 1 John, this little letter of John the Apostle, for quite a while. And we've been looking at the things that we can know, uh, that we can know as a result of being born again and knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So we have blessed assurance. So we read this morning, 1 John 5, 20. This is the verse we're going to focus on today. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. Now may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we start this morning, I wanted to mention to you also our Cuba mission team has returned and God bless them as they were there. We'll hear more about the, their, their trip and also our missionaries from our church who were in Southeast Asia soon. But the report is that the missionaries, our, our people who were there for a week in Cuba, uh, there were, uh, they shared the gospel with a large number of people and 174 people were saved while they were in Cuba for a week. I think we should praise the Lord. 
We thank God for our missionaries who went and we pray for uh, their blessings and the blessings on them as they go. Our focal truth today is this. It's on the screen. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance is knowing Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the giver of eternal life. So I start again today where I have started every week. Those of you been with me every week, those of you who have not been able, if you've been here and then gone and then come back, well, here it is again. I'm asking you a personal question. I'm not asking you this just because I'm preaching. I mean this as your friend. If I was sitting with every one of you at a table, if I was sitting with you, standing with you in the hallway, if I was in your home, if I came to your business, if I had a chance to stand with you personally and ask all of you, I would ask you this question. Are you personally 100% sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? That question you must settle in your life. You must settle and be able to say, oh, Pastor Mike, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I don't have any fear. I don't have any doubt. I don't have any worry. If sadly I died in an accident today or if I got the worst news of my life that the medical people tell me that I'm going to die soon, I am 100% certain that if I died today, I would go to heaven. Boys and girls, you must answer that question. Students, you must answer that question. You have no guarantee you'll live to be old people. You have no guarantee. You have a birthday, you have a death day. God has set for all of us. And so finally, you'll have to deal with God. If you put him off, you say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about God, think about God, I'll deal with that later on. You will finally have to deal with God at the point of your death. And so I remind you today that the most important decision is to know whether or not you have eternal life. And the only way to have eternal life, and even when you die, to still be alive and have endless life is to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I quote to you from the great hymn, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine, oh what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, this is me, this is what I'm talking about. Every believer says this, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in his blood. Perfect submission. This is what blessed assurance is. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. Anybody else's? This is my song, praising my Savior all the day. Keep it up. You're going to get me preaching here before it's over. So we learn four things from this very important verse today. Number one, blessed assurance. This is, this is John's way of summarizing this great fact. Look, some of you here today are not assured. Some of you here today, you can cover it up. You can try to be religious. You can try to put on a front. God knows that in your heart, you are filled with fear. God knows in your heart that you are filled with worry. God knows in your heart, you're not certain about anything in your life. You are troubled. Your heart is not where it ought to be. Your mind is shaken. The events and circumstances in your life are pushing you around like the 
wind pushing the waves around on the sea, you don't have assurance. Some of you have dangerous, false assurance. You think because your daddy and mama loved Jesus that somehow it got on you. No, you have to love Jesus yourself. Some of you have false assurance. You think, well, I'm just a good person. I'm as good as the next guy. I'm, I'm a lot better than a lot of those people who go up to the church house. I'm a good person. And you think that somehow in your good works, you're going to be saved. You'll never have assurance if you count on yourself. You cannot save yourself. You must turn to the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved. So blessed assurance we have here from John is three things with a confession on the end. That's what this verse is. It's a verse of confession about assurance. This is what we say to our neighbors. This is what we say to our family. This is how we know that we know the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, blessed assurance is knowing that Jesus, the Son of God, has come into the world for salvation. Number two, the blessed assurance is understanding who is the real and the true God through what Jesus Christ has taught us. Blessed assurance is abiding, number three, through Jesus Christ. It's living in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And finally, blessed assurance is a confession. It's something we say to others. So let's get to it here and we'll move along rather quickly. Number one, notice, and we know that the Son of God has come. This is the first mark of blessed assurance. Back over, in these, uh, back over in these verses we've read together, we learned a very important lesson in 1 John 2.20. I'm, now I'm speaking to every Christian in this room. Listen, if you're born again today, if you're a believer, listen, you have, this is 1 John 2.20 in your Bible. You have an anointing. That is, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and anointed you. He's filled you. He's come inside of you to possess you. You're, now, you're possessed by the Holy Spirit of God. You're not possessed by your old ways and your old flesh. You're possessed by God. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know. You see, now this is what it is. When I come to know Jesus Christ, I know things that other people who do not know Him don't know. I know about God. I know about the Lord Jesus. I know that he lived and came on this earth and died for my sins. I know from these eyewitnesses in the Bible that he rose from the dead. They saw him after he came back from the dead. I know that he ascended to heaven. They watched him ascend. I know these things. You see, this is what we learn about the Lord Jesus. He came into the world. In fact, go back here in 1 John 5. The two verses that, that go just before verse 20 that we looked at last week. No one who is born of God sins, but he who is born of God, the one, but he who is born of God keeps him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Here it is. The Lord Jesus Christ was born into this world. We're going to celebrate it at Christmas time. Oh, what a joy it will be as we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ who became one of us in flesh. God made flesh. He came to be like us. He came into the world controlled by the devil, and it still is today. He came into the world to destroy the power of the devil, and he did it. And many of us in this room who are saved know that testimony. We know what it's like to have the chains of sin broken in our life and be new people. We know what it's like. That's what the Lord Jesus came to do. He came into this world so that we might, as he said... He came into this world so that we might believe in him and have life 
abundant. But secondly, blessed assurance is understanding that there is one true, real God. Notice this phrase in verse number 20. We know that the Son of God has come. That's what we just talked about. Knowledge that He's come. Number two, we have been given an understanding so that we may know Him who is true. So our missionaries just got back from Southeast Asia. Oh, the sadness and darkness of false religion. Oh, the sadness. There they are. There they found themselves by Hindu temples. And there, those, there they are with their prayer wheels. Why you walk by and spin the wheel. You spin the wheel, praise for you. How sad. They have to go wash in the river somehow to try to get the sin off of them. How sad it is they come and they, uh, some of our missionaries uh, went there and went to the uh, birthplace of Buddha. What a sad place to go to a place where there is no hope. Where somehow man thinks that he'll be saved by looking deep within himself. Or herself, and that will somehow release you and save you. Oh, the darkness of Islam that declares that there is one God, but, but denies Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Oh, the darkness of world religion. Oh, the darkness of people who live in materialism in the United States of America and many parts of the world. Because they think what's real is what you touch. They think that shiny things make them better. They think that if they can have more of what's here, they'll be better off. Oh, the sadness of not knowing the true God. That's why John ends this letter, little children, guard yourself from idols. It's so dangerous. It's dangerous to worship idols. They take you away from the living God. But here we read this. When I am saved, I have assurance that I know and understand who is the true and real God. This word true is also the word that means real. You see, assurance comes when I know the facts and when I know and have assurance and understand what is real. Do you know the real God who has revealed himself through Jesus Christ? God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the God who loves the world sent his son, Jesus Christ. Do you know the real God? He is the true God. He is the only God. He is the one to whom we come by the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we come through the Lord Jesus Christ, we discover that the Lord Jesus, he is this God who has come to speak to us. You see, the Lord Jesus said, He who sent me is true. There's only one true God. And He is known through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, no one comes to the real God. No one comes to the Father but by me. You say, Pastor Mike, that's quite a powerful statement. Yes, that's why we go as missionaries. That's why you go to work. That's why you go to your house. That's why you talk to people and say, are you saved? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you born again? Are you 100% certain that if you die today, you'll go to heaven? Everybody here, as I've said, has a death day and a birthday. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Are you ready to walk with God? Have you experienced eternal life? Well, you see, knowing that Jesus Christ has come, verse 20, and having an understanding that we may know the true God because of what Jesus Christ taught us, then leads to a relationship. Look, thirdly, blessed assurance is an abiding relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Look, 
A lot of you have good friends and you like to hang out with them, don't you? It's a fun thing. Why some of you who, who do things on the, the internet, on all these places, you can you put your pictures out there of you and your friends, sometimes uh, with all kinds of uh, uh, places you've been and things you've done together, you post those pictures of you and you, they're all out there. You're, 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 you, you love to have pictures of your friends and your family around you. you. When you love people, you love to hang out with them. You love to be with them. The greatest of all assurances is when you come to know Jesus Christ. When you come to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have a personal, real relationship with Him. Listen, it's just as real as any relationship with any of your friends you sit down and hang out with physically. Do you know the richness, the joy, the love, the warmth, the assurance? This is what will keep you from fear. This is what will keep you from anxiety. This is what will keep you from worry and terrors in your mind. This is what will break the bondage of sin in your life and in your mind. When you know, when you walk with Jesus and He is in you and you are in Him and you are experiencing that kind of life, in fact, we read it all through 1 John. Listen, I'll quote them quickly. 1 John 3, 24. The one who keeps his commandments abides in him and God abides in him. When I obey the word of God, I'm abiding in Christ and Christ is abiding in me. The Bible says also, 1 John 4, 12. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. You know, one of the greatest marks of my personal relationship with Jesus Christ is when I love being with God's people. When I love being with God's people, when I love to fellowship with them, when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. I love to walk with people in the light. I love to walk with people who are walking with Jesus. I love to walk with people who have blessed assurance. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all of our sin. Perhaps one of the most profound statements of the Lord Jesus was what he said in John to his disciples. He said to them, if you love me and you keep my word, my father and I will come, listen, and set up our abode inside of you. You see, this is the profound statement of what it means to be saved. We walk with him, we talk with him all along life's way. We know Him as Lord and Savior, and we have a deep and wonderful abiding relationship with Him. And finally, blessed assurance is confessing that Jesus is the Son of God and has eternal life. I would say this to you now as I'm finishing up. During these uh, months, it's been a lot of months. A lot of things have happened in all of our lives. In the months that we've looked at blessed assurance for this time. In my own life, things have changed dramatically in my own uh, life as I've given testimony to. And I'm thankful and I have blessed assurance regardless of what happens to me in my flesh. That is good. Praise God. I'm thankful for it. Whatever the Lord sends, so is His will. But I want to, I've tried to make a confession to you that even as doctors tell me I have cancer and I have my own uh, condition... I'm ready to go. I have endless life. But have you shared your testimony of blessed assurance with somebody else? How are you doing about this? I've received probably, you know, now I will say as the pastor of this church, I do get a lot of opinions about a lot of things. I will say that to you. And I'm, and I'm grateful for those. I'm grateful for opinions. I am. 
happy ones and sad ones. I'm ha happy ones and angry ones. I'm, I, I, pre I receive it and I want to pay attention to it. But what I've appreciated is many who have written cards, many who have texted, many who have uh, stopped me in the halls or seen me and they've, you know what they've done? They've talked about their blessed assurance. That's what we've been after. That's what we've been after. I wish and I pray that our church would be a place where we share our blessed assurance with one another. Because when you have your, when you're strong in blessed assurance, it's going to help somebody else who might be weak in assurance. You need to share your story. You need to talk about what the Lord's done in your life. And that's the last phrase here. We are in Him who is true in His Son, Jesus Christ. This, here's, here it is, this is the true God and eternal life. We confess that we, are, we have eternal life because we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Lord confessed it about Himself, my friends. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I and the Father are one. He said, truly before Abraham was, I am. He declared these things. Thomas, when he saw the resurrected Lord, the apostle, he said, my Lord and my God. In Luke 24, as the Lord Jesus is ascending from this planet, bodily, out of sight, ascending, resurrected, with a resurrected body, it says that the apostles and the disciples worshiped him. We, we come to know and recognize that the Lord Jesus is the one we're looking for to return, as Paul said. We're looking for that blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what did the Lord say to us all? He promised us, I give them eternal life. Anyone who will believe, I give them eternal life and no one can snatch them out of my hand. Only God can keep you saved and his name is Jesus Christ. I would pray that you could give your testimony. One of our men, just a recent one I thought of, came to me this week. Vietnam veteran and I thank God for all of our veterans here and all of our soldiers and thank you for what you do and your sacrifice, you and your family. But he was a Vietnam veteran. And um, he said he went, you know, he was, uh, he was on the draft group. So if you were drafted here, you know what happened to you. You get sent to the front line. Drafted and he went to Vietnam. First tour of duty there. And they're in a battle, in a war, in a, in a battle out in the jungle. And as, as the battle rages on, he's shot through one arm. The bullet goes through his chest all the way across in front of his vital organs and out the other side, and he's bleeding out. In the darkness in the jungle, there's no way to get to anybody. There's no way for a medic to come. He's in the dark, in the middle of a battle. But he said, this is it. Here's his story of blessed assurance. But I had perfect peace. I had perfect peace. And he said, you know how come, Pastor Mike? I said, no, why? He said, because when I, listen, when, we just saw it. When I was 11 years old, I believed and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. How did he know as an 11-year-old boy, his deepest challenge and greatest challenge for his life would be in the jungles of a foreign country in a battle he never asked for? But you see, that's blessed assurance. Whenever whatever comes in your life, whatever comes in your life, because you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
You're ready to go. You have perfect peace, whether you live or die. Oh, may that be true. May that be the experience of all of you in this room. Not because you have happy thinking and positive thoughts, but because you have declared this is the true God and eternal life. And his name is Jesus Christ, Son of God. Hallelujah. So what do we remember today as we go? Well, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. What did the Lord say? I have overcome the world. Fear not. If you've put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are an overcomer in this world because Jesus Christ came here, was born into this world, has suffered temptation in all points like us. He did not sin. He died so that you might have life. He died on the cross so that we might live. He was raised from the dead on this earth and ascended from this earth and is coming again. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The Son of God has come. He has come to this place. He has settled things through His cross and resurrection. So be assured and live joyfully, knowing and believing the love of God for you. Look, if you know the love of God, if you know the love of God, as Brother Scott and the choir and all of our people have sung today and reminded us, if you know the love of God, how it warms your heart. When you know that God loves you, that's why we saw as we began this uh, whole series in 1 John 4, 16, this is that statement of assurance. This is what you say when you're laying in the jungle bleeding out. This is what you say when you're on your deathbed. This is what you say when you get fired from your job. This is what you say when all your friends forsake you. This is what you say when you're having the hardest day of your life. We have come to know and believed the love which God has for us. If you don't know the love of God in Jesus Christ, I pray today while you're sitting here, your heart will be warmed out of your bitterness and your hatefulness and your unforgiveness and you'll turn and trust Jesus who loves you. God the Father loved us so much He sent the Son to be the Savior of the world and you can believe in Him and enjoy the comforting experience of a real and permanent relationship with the Lord. How many times have we read the stories how many times do we know when we're all alone, we're never alone? I've been talking with some of our widows and our widowers who sometimes are just struck. We've had many. I said it to you before. I've been to the graveyard quite a bit recently. I've been to the graveyard quite a bit recently. So when you sit and talk with those who they weren't ready, they weren't expecting it because you see death comes and the Lord has His appointed time. We don't set the boundaries. We don't set the time. But I've talked with a number of our widows and widowers, and they're struggling to figure out how to live life without that one who was with them for so long. But you see, if you know Jesus Christ, I'm not belittling their loneliness. I'm not saying it's not true and real. But you see, that's why you learn. Listen, you learn how to walk with Jesus all the days of your life so that you'll never feel alone. You'll always be assured that He is with me and He loves me and He's looking out for my best interests at all times. So confess today Jesus as Son of God, true Son of God, my friends. Find somebody. Look, there are a lot of miserable, broken, sad people all around us. 
The last thing miserable, broken, sad people need is a, is a whiny, belly-aching, crying Christian. That's the last thing they need. They need somebody who says, listen, look up. Let me tell you what Jesus Christ has done for me, and He can do the same for you. Give them your testimony of blessed assurance. So what does John say to us as we close? We know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door. We are closer than at any time in human history to the glorious return of the Lord Jesus Christ, but it will not be a coming to give salvation. It will be a coming of judgment on the world. Hear me today. The Lord Jesus is coming. He is coming. All of the, all of the signs start pointing this way. We are closer than ever in these last days and hours. And so, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus.